listening to the Abide Podcast. To find out more about Abide, go to AbideChurchFL.com and enjoy today's message. Hey guys, good morning. You guys are so pretty. Yeah, so he said it. You're going to make it awkward for me and then I'm going to make it really awkward for you, okay? So just don't do that. Just talk to me. Be my friend, okay? I, uh, I love words of affirmation, so if you just want to affirm me a little bit, that'll be really good. But um, I'm excited. Yeah, there, there you go. You guys are doing great. Wow, look at you already. I'm going to turn the brightness up. You know what happened? As soon as I opened the iPad, my husband asked me last night, y'all, you know, like every good husband asks you a question, but you being the wife, you're like, I've already done it. I took care of it. I took care of it, okay? He asked me, he said, did you save your message? And I said, yeah, I saved it. Don't worry. I did not. I did not, okay? So you guys are just going to have to bear with me. It's still going to be a good time. But um, we keep getting this question asked, do we um, believe in women in ministry? And we just want to say from the pulpit, yes, we do. We do believe in women in ministry. Um, And I want to graciously say this to you, because some people have grown up in churches where they did not believe in that. And it's okay. Like, it's okay if you grew up and you were told that women were not allowed to speak. Um, And if you have questions about that, I just want to give you grace. Pastor Tyler is amazing. If you come to him with those questions... No, I'm being serious, y'all. I'm being serious. Hold on, for real though, hold on. Because the interpretation of scripture is very important and the way you like read it in context matters. Okay, so in Song of Solomon, it says that she's dark and lovely, but if you're white and crusty, you know what I mean? Like it's important how you read the scripture. It's important, y'all can laugh, it's okay. Actually, I, uh, I'm not a stand-up comedian, but I just feel it. It comes upon me sometimes, okay? But I was thinking, why don't you guys, while we were turning to Luke 10, 38, I was really thinking about this. I was like, are y'all prepared for women to speak all the time? Because Reagan took the offering last week and she, she called y'all to give a whole year's salary in the offering. I said, she did that in like five minutes. Y'all think y'all could handle 45 minutes of her speaking? Probably not. You'll go broke. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, so I want to talk to you guys this morning about Mary and Martha. I don't want to assume that everyone knows the story of Mary and Martha. If you didn't grow up in church, you may only have heard the name Mary and it being the the mother of Jesus. But there's actually two beautiful women in the town of Bethany and their names are Mary and Martha. So we're going to go um, and Luke... 1038 and these beautiful women there's going to be scripture perfect you guys can follow along with me i'm going to read from the nkjv you can read from whatever version you best feel jesus i'm being serious because i know some churches are like hey you need to read from this version this version alone whatever helps you get closer to jesus that's the version you read from okay so i'm going to read from um nkjv just because I realized one day I uh, know more scriptures in this. I feel better about myself. Okay, so now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village called Bethany and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his words. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? 
Therefore, tell her to help me. Now, y'all are going to really feel this in about a week when Thanksgiving rolls around and everyone's sitting on the couch and you're the only one in the kitchen and you're begging for help and you're like, can someone please? Lord, do you not care that they're just sitting there waiting for food? No, so, no, I only feel that. Y'all don't, y'all don't cook? Y'all don't cook? Okay, okay, every mom, thank you, Iris. Every mom who's like, cooks, thank you, Teresa. Every mom who cooks says, I feel this in my bones. Okay, so Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? I'm gonna confess right now, I'm actually this person in the family. (laughs) I am a great cook, okay? But at Thanksgiving, it's my time to receive. For those, of the, the, for those of you who don't know, this beautiful person right here is my sister. And the beautiful redhead um, who was singing on stage, she is my cousin, okay? Um, so that's why they called me out. I felt it. I felt it in the spirit. They said, no, I'm going to tell on you. All right, I'm actually this person. The Lord forgive me. I repent right now. Oh, the conviction. Wow, Okay. Lord, y'all gonna have to help me. You know how Tori took pre-workout last week? Do you guys know what pre-workout is? It's what you take before you go do a workout. He took that before he preached. Now, I'm not brave enough to do that, but I, I, I drank an energy drink, which... <laughs> so we're gonna have fun this morning. All right. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen the good part, and it will not be taken from her. I want to start again in 38. Now it happened as they went, and he entered a certain village called Bethany. A certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. I know oftentimes we hear this scripture and a lot of times people put like Mary and Martha against each other. Like that is our thing. We always make them against each other. And it's like, oh, you should be a Mary. Don't be a Martha. But I really want to emphasize this. Martha welcomed him into her house. Martha hosted the Lord. Mary ministered to him. Without Martha's ability to host the Lord, Mary could have never ministered to him. So they're not actually in competition with each other. They're working beautifully together. It's truly a posture of heart. And so instead of trying to do sibling rivalry here, why don't we try and do some brotherly love? Because that's what we actually need in the church. We need to stop competing with those who are doing things and those who are not doing things. And we need to see them with the eyes of love and say, hey, actually both, both is needed. Hey, I like that. Y'all are doing so good. Listen, this iPad's not working for me. Y'all are going to have to bear. Okay. All right. All right. So in order for us to minister to the Lord, we need to properly host him. All right. So some people will be like, no, just find me at the feet of Jesus. That is so beautiful, except you need to host him well in order to be found at his feet. Okay. So what, what am I saying here? So Matthew 5, 23, let's look at this real quick. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there and go, go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come offer us a gift. So a gift. So as Martha is hosting the Lord, she begins to get near Jesus 
And this is when this accusation comes out. She says, Lord, do you not care? Something happens when we get near Jesus, the contents of our heart begin to manifest. And it's so beautiful because it's in his loving mercy that he'll then correct the issue. I don't know if y'all have ever dealt with accusation. Anyone dealt with accusation before? Okay, okay. So I have grown up in the charismatic church my whole life. Y'all don't know this about me. I'm a pastor's kid. I swore I would never be a pastor. I said, it's not gonna happen. I'm not doing it. I know y'all, I love you but I know y'all. And I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So we were missionaries. And I was like, oh, we're safe. I'm, I, will, I will be a martyr. I will die on the mission field. I will, literally, I was like, behead me before I'll be a pastor. I felt that way. I'm being serious, okay? So because I've grown up in the charismatic world, accusation is such a big thing. But we always talk about accusation and we're the ones being accused. But we never talk about accusation where we're the ones actually accusing. And so this morning, I wanted to talk to you guys about accusation in this story because I think a lot of times we can actually be Martha and it's okay. You, you accuse someone and the Lord gently corrects you. And my husband said this to me the other day. Y'all, he was dropping bombs in the car. I said, how can you do this? And then I told him, I was like, I'm just going to hand you the mic at one point. And he said, no, you're not. All right. So I, he was sitting there and he said, accusation is the right information, but the wrong conclusion. So y'all can quote him on that, not me. But if you love me, you can actually put like a little Destiny Angie O, because she made it better. Um, <laughs> both of us, we're one. Okay. All right. So, um, so it's the right information, but the wrong conclusion. And so in this story right here, Martha's actually right. Like Martha, Martha is calling out Mary and she's like, Lord, do you not care? She's not actually doing anything. She's right, except for the conclusion's wrong. The conclusion's wrong. So I'm gonna take y'all on a little adventure real quick. I'm gonna tell y'all story time. Y'all ready for story time with Des? <laughs> okay. I'm gonna be as vulnerable as I possibly can. And I need y'all right here before the Lord. Before the Lord, if one of you take a picture, I will fight you. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Um, so growing up, I, I, me and Tiffany, she's, no, no, she's beautiful. She's always been beautiful. Okay, so um, when, when y'all, do you guys remember the show Full House? Yes, okay, for all the 90s people. So everyone would stop our family and be like, oh my goodness, is she Michelle from Full House? And it was amazing. Destiny was, um, you said, aesthetically challenged? <laughs> I was aesthetically challenged. <laughs> Come on, follow me, y'all, follow me. <laughs> so I don't know if y'all know this, but if you are aesthetically challenged, you got to develop something. I developed a really good personality, okay? My personality is, it, it works. It works well because if you don't, if you don't have looks and you're not really the super smartest person, you got to have something, all right? So I, I really developed, no, seriously, I really developed this personality. And I didn't like, you know what? You don't really know that you're aesthetically challenged and then kind of people let you know that you're aesthetically challenged like later in life okay yeah this happened to me i kept 
meeting people like that knew me because my parents were pastors. So they would see me like 10 years later and they'd be like, wow, you actually turned out pretty. Y'all, the humility you have to have. I was a very humble person. So I was like, okay, um, but it wasn't like one or two that just kept happening like over and over and over again. I'm like, wow, so I'm just, I'm a little bit different looking. And then it was last Christmas, me and Tiffany, you know, when you're at family's house, you start going through pictures. Yes. <laughs> we went through pictures. Did anyone's mom give them the bowl cut in the 90s? I'm a girl. girl, y'all. <laughs> I am a female. So I'm looking through pictures and I said, I look like a little Dutch boy. Y'all, y'all couldn't tell. <laughs> For real. So then my cousin Delaine, you should wave out everyone. She decided she was going to post family pictures of her wedding where I looked like a little Dutch boy. I said, Lord, you are committed to my humility right now. But then I, um, I found our prom pictures, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Everyone, I'm telling you, if I see a phone go up, I'm a fight, I'm a fight. All right, you go to take a picture. This is not like nowadays, okay? It's you take the picture, they record the picture, and you don't get another chance. It's one and done, okay? He says, I'm gonna take the picture on three. I said, okay, but make sure I look really good. My sister and my other cousin look amazing. I do not. So Kaylee, can you put the can you put it up real quick? No, can you zoom it in? No, like like really zoom it in. And this personality is on point. It's on point. Lord bless it. So, all right. If y'all don't know, it's, it's me, Mindy, who looks like a beautiful goddess, and Tiffany, who looks like a beautiful goddess, and then their, their chubby friend on the side. All right. So here's what happens. I'm very jealous of these two. You would have never been hit on before, okay? Tiffany is in, she's beautiful. You can take it down. Please take it down. <laughs> Y'all can't concentrate with it on. I'm going somewhere and we're going to go back to the Bible, okay? I told you, y'all are going to go around the track with me. We're going around that track. All right. <clears throat> Tiffany has always been beautiful. She's, uh, she's dating this guy um, and guys always love her because that's usually how it works with the older sister. They love the older sister and you're just kind of like the tag along. I had had enough. I was like, enough. We're getting ready to go to New York City with our, our high school trip. And um, I was like, it's like a 20 hour bus ride with all like a huge class of us. We're all going. And Tiffany had done something and I was just, I was sick of her. I said, oh yeah, I'm gonna tell on you. You know, snitching's not okay. Like you gotta have some kind of loyalty. It's important, just a little bit. All right, so my parents catch me doing something. I'm really frustrated. I'm pulling a Martha. Lord, do you not care? I said, oh yeah? Well, Tiffany's dating a married man. 
won that. I thought, I thought I just won. I trumped it all, except for then my parents turned on me and said, how dare you do that to her? And I was like, oh, because like, I thought this was gonna work. <laughs> I thought that I had a lot more on her, so it was gonna work and it didn't. So then um, the whole bus to New York finds out what I did and no one talks to me for the next 20 hours. And I sit by myself with the accusation. And so I just wanna say to you, like, instead of saying like, oh, I'm always the one that's accused, like maybe let's look inward for a second today and realize that we could be the ones that actually accuse people. And so like in this ministry of, to the Lord, it's so important because the reality is in that moment, I was feeling looked over by men I was feeling looked over by um, our friends. I was feeling looked over by my parents. And instead of just being real with the contents of my heart, I just began to put it on someone else. And that's how accusation works. You feel overlooked in the moment and you even feel validated because there's some truth to what you're saying. Like there was truth to what Martha was saying. And so she feels validated in her accusation, except for the Lord is so kind and merciful, he actually cares, like to say, hey, that thing can't stay there. It has to get out in order to minister to me. I wanna go back real quick to the beginning of the scripture. It says, Martha welcomed him into her house and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at the feet of Jesus. Okay, so this is implying that Martha sat there first. And the beauty of this whole thing when Jesus says to her, but Martha, you're distracted. And she comes at, he, she comes at him with accusation. He gently invites her back into his feet. Like he's gently saying, hey, you're doing all these things for me. And I appreciate it because it's, it's important. How we host the Lord is important, but I'm actually gonna invite you into something deeper. And so we don't wanna just minister to the Lord while that's important and we are the people of his feet. We have to actually check how we're doing. And that's uncomfortable. Like if we're being real, like when you have to start looking inward and you get near Jesus and he starts putting his hand on stuff and you're like, oh, but I'm fine. And he's like, oh, but you're not. Like, I know that we talk a lot about like families and stuff and we'll say, oh, like how you talk to your wife and how you talk to your kids, it matters. But like, it actually does. Like for me, how I look at someone on social media actually matters. Because the Bible says that if you look at a woman, then you commit adultery. If I look at someone with envy, what is that? It's envy. It's envy. And so the contents matter in how we minister because then what happens is sometimes we get in certain charismatic environments and we go, oh, I know the posture. I know the language. And the Lord says, but I know your heart. Like, I know you know the posture. I know you know the language, but how's your heart actually doing? Like, how's it actually doing? Like, how does it feel when someone else gets celebrated? My kids... Um, I love them. I always teach them this. So it was just Selah's birthday and we really, really celebrated her. But I always try to teach them that we celebrate one another on each other's day because we want to be celebrated. 
Like, have you ever had a friend who's secretly a hater who doesn't celebrate you? And you can see it. You can see it. It's like you can say it's discernment, but really you just can see it because their faces don't lie. We don't want to do that. We want to sincerely celebrate one another. And like in the kingdom, that's how we should be. We should be celebrating one another instead of saying, oh, I feel overlooked. But here's the real problem with accusation is we can get caught up in defending ourselves. Mary didn't defend herself. She let the Lord do it. But accusation always comes from the accuser of the brethren. It does not, it's not some idea that popped into your head. You didn't just make it up all of a sudden. It comes because he's out accusing. He's out accusing. And I want to say this, love assumes rightly. It always assumes the best. So say you're on social media, because this is just real. This is real. And you're scrolling and you see people are hanging out together. Automatically you look and you go, why, why wasn't I invited? Why was I not included in this? And then you begin to accuse them. Well, they must just have their thing, but really love assumes the best. Love assumes and says, hey, maybe I didn't need to be at that. <laughs> maybe I didn't really want to. Maybe I just want to chill in my bed. You know what I mean? It assumes the best in one another. And I think this is the problem with accusation because accusation not only comes from the devil, but it's rooted in orphanhood. You feel overlooked. Like if we're being honest, when we start accusing people, we feel overlooked. And we feel overlooked by the Lord and the Lord so gently comes back and goes, no, 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 I see you. I've seen you the whole time. Just come back to my feet. Just come back to my feet. I've seen you. I know that this could not happen without you. I know that I don't have a place to rest and recline and feel comfortable if you didn't set it up, but you got to come back. And so I want us to pray this morning because I felt this holy invitation. I felt really like this just holy, holy invitation to invite you guys into something. And so I, it's so funny. I, uh, I don't do well when people start preaching um, and I feel like I'm getting in trouble. I like immediately, I'm like, nope, mm -mm, I'm not in trouble today. Um, so I didn't want to come off harsh in like tone. I sincerely wanted you to hear the invitation of the Lord. It's not about how loud I am or how good my one-liners are, although they were great. I mean, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Laugh, guys, come on. <laughs> no, um... But it was because it was unto something. It's an invitation. It's an invitation. And if you don't hear the invitation of the Lord, you'll, what you'll do is you'll come under condemnation. And then you won't ever actually want to respond when the Lord says, draw near, because all you feel is this weight and this condemnation of I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing it right. There's nothing I can do to make it better. And you don't want to do that because that's not actually what he's doing. He's inviting you back to his feet. He's not commanding you to come back to his feet. He's inviting you. Does that make sense? The invitation matters and in how we respond. Like he gives us the choice. Do you want to respond or do you want to stay away? I'll let you continue preparing the house, but you could prepare the house and minister. It's so good. I want to free people because we, we usually say that you have to pick sides. We always say you have to pick sides. Either you're a Mary or you're a Martha. How about, no, how about you be both? How about you check the posture of your heart and position yourself to do both? 
Because if you're ministering to the Lord and you hate your neighbor, oh man, are you actually ministering to him? Like if you're ministering to the Lord and you can't stand your spouse, like that's not actually minister, it's not ministering to him. That's why in Matthew 5, it's so important. He, it's so important. He said, I would rather you not. I'd rather you check that stuff at the door. Like, check it at the door. And that stuff is hard because it takes humility to go back to your spouse and say, mm, you know, maybe I was a little upset when this happened. Gio told you guys about the time we were, um, the cruise that we went on. Oh, yes. You guys need to hear about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no pictures for this one, okay? <laughs> was it our honeymoon? Yes, it was, y'all. Okay, praise the Lord. I'ma pray for every married couple that is about to get married or newlyweds. Y'all need a special grace on your life, okay? We had just gotten married. We had never lived together or anything like that. And if you don't know, I have a little bit more of a stronger personality. I told you it's well-developed, okay? <laughs> I had to develop it, guys. It's not my fault. I was ugly. Um, <laughs> aesthetically challenged. Sorry. Um, so we, we decide we're going to go to the Bahamas on our cruise, and we get there. We get there. And everyone's talking to us about this fish fry. And if you've ever been to the Bahamas, y'all know, you know what I'm talking about because there's a fish fry there. There's a fish fry at the port, okay? Everyone knows what I'm talking about. So they're like, you need to go to the fish fry. Go to the fish fry. Um, we're kind of cheap because we, we worked for a church and we were broke. Um, we just got married, okay? So we go and we're like, we'll walk. Except for Gio was like 300 pounds and Desi was like 250. So walking was <laughs> a challenge. <laughs> so we're like, we're going to go. We're going to walk. Um, they said it's like a mile. They lied. Um, it was like three. So we walk. We get there and I'm like, fish fry. Where's the fish fry? And Gio goes, this is the fish fry. I'm like, no. Where do you see a sign that says fish fry? There's no sign that says fish fry. We want the fish fry. He's like, no, I'm telling you this is it. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not it. So, <clears throat> praise the Lord, y'all. He decides he's had enough of me. <laughs> we had never lived together, okay? He's had enough. So he's like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to walk back to the ship. I'm like, we just walked three miles <laughs> to get food. He's like, well, I'm just going to eat on the ship. So he's walking He's a much better man of God now. He's walking like, I'm going to say like 300 feet in front of me, maybe more. He's far. I'm not good with math, y'all. I was homeschooled. So he's like really, but, but for real, I was more home than schooled. So um, <laughs> y'all, I'm learning stuff with my son right now. One day, Gio goes, hey, Destiny, what's this times this? And I said, mm, not me, my friend. I'm funny. Like, that's what I'm here for. Okay. I'm not going math. He's far in front of me. Okay, he's far in front of me. We get back to the ship. I'm mad. He's mad. We're not talking, but we're hungry. So we go to the buffet. You know the buffet? We go, we sit down, we start eating. All of a sudden, we realize we actually do like each other. We're just really hungry the whole time. So in humility, we had to look at each other and say, I'm so sorry. We're just hangry. 
would you please forgive me? But this matters because it matters to the Lord. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I grew up in a family where they did not apologize about anything. You don't apologize about anything. They're so much better now because they love Jesus. But they did not apologize about stuff. And the reason that that is a problem is we would get into a big fight and then we just not act like anything happened. It would be like, oh, what's, you want ice cream? I want ice cream. Let's go hang out and we'll go get ice cream. And then we never actually address this stuff. But the Lord is not that way because he cares, because he cares how we come in. And so he won't let you be that way. And he'll start putting his hand on things that you thought were good. And maybe for a certain time, maybe you could go half your life without ever apologizing. But then you start getting close to the ministry of his feet. And he says, you can't do that anymore. Like you actually have to take ownership of the things that you're doing. Because that is ministry to me. Like that is actual ministry to him. When we start looking inward and not just brushing past things, because this is what real accusation does. Martha wasn't at the feet of Jesus anymore. So instead of reflecting on the fact that she's not at the feet of Jesus, she starts getting mad at Mary for being at the feet of Jesus. That's what it does. Instead of looking inward and taking ownership, we'll start looking around and you know what you'll do? You'll start counting who's in the prayer room and who's not. Like who's, who's about it? Who's actually about it? Who's reading their word and who's not? And then all of a sudden, not only is the spirit of accusation on you, the religious spirit is on you. And then you go from that to why do they worship? Why is Austin doing that? Why does Austin look like a leprechaun? He's throwing his legs. I can't do that. Why is he doing that? Why is Covington making those noises? Why is Katie groaning? And what happens is it comes upon you and, you're, and you don't realize it. You don't realize it. But really what you're wanting is you're wanting to be at the feet of Jesus. You're actually wanting to be at the feet of Jesus. That's what's happening there. I want us to be freed for some things because we use this language a lot, the Mary language, and it can be really confusing. And if you don't feel like you fit in that, you can almost go, well, I just don't belong. Like, I don't belong there. I don't, I don't want to just sit there and do that. I remember um, Gio, you guys know that we have a paraministry here out of the church that we partner with, and it's called Awaken the Dawn. They're incredible. So they do 50 hours of worship unto the Lord and they'll go, they'll take this massive tent to city to city and they'll minister to the Lord day and night. And so Jesus, starts, he starts going and he is like in love. He's like, I found my people. I could do this all day. And he's telling me about it. And I said, Ooh, see your girl don't want to do that all day. <laughs> and then I started putting all the, all this shame came on me. Because I was like, well, like, am I not Mary because I don't want to sit for 50 hours? That doesn't excite me. Is there something wrong with me for that? And then we, we have a beautiful prayer room, and I love the prayer room. And there are certain ones that really, really burn for the prayer room. And we need them to burn for the prayer room. But I actually burn for Sunday mornings. And so what was happening was I was comparing myself to Marcus and Des. And then I was like, oh, is something wrong? Am I lukewarm? Like, am I lukewarm because I'm not desiring the things? And I think the Lord actually wants to remove that yoke this morning. 
Like it's okay if you burn for evangelism. It is okay. If you burn for discipleship, here's the most beautiful part about Mary and Martha. Martha was a servant and Mary was a disciple. And they are both important. And they are both needed for the body of Christ. We need both. And it's okay if you're one of those. You're not less than. It's okay. I'm going to go ahead and remove all the weight off of you, all the way off. It's okay if you don't manifest. It's okay. Like it is. I'm, I'm only saying this because I've been in this culture my whole life. And what can happen is those who can manifest, you can begin to look at them and criticize, but don't be fooled because they can look at you and do the same. And then the accuser of the brethren steps into the church and we've got a bunch of sibling rivalry. And we're pointing fingers at each other saying, you should be, well, they must not really love the Lord because they don't cry. Well, they must not really love the Lord because I've never heard, heard them groan. Well, if that's the case, then Gio doesn't love the Lord. I'm being serious because he doesn't do that. The, and, and it's not fair for us to put that on each other when the Lord is not actually putting that on us. He didn't put that on us. So I'm going to pray if you, uh, can you put some soaking music on? I didn't go too long. See, you guys like it when I preach? Y'all were worried. Y'all were like, she's about to preach for a really long time. I'm not going to eat. <laughs> Got y'all. Cause I'm hungry too. And I remember, I remember the fish fry story. I remember the fish fry story. Y'all will remember that story forever. <laughs> It's okay to have fun. Because actually a lot of times when I speak, I'm a, a horrible, like emotional mess. And I just felt so, the, the invitation of the Lord to be so pure and so sweet this morning. It was like, just remove all the weight, hear the invitation and come. And so I wanna pray, but actually, as I was, um, I got up to speak, I felt very strongly before I prayed um, for the yoke of having to perform one way or the other, I felt to pray over men. And I wanna just say the yoke of performing one way or the other is Mary and Martha were both in the house with Jesus. They both got to enjoy him. But I actually wanted to pray over men. Um, I felt this very strongly this morning as I was sitting there on the floor. I know a lot of times when women speak they think it's really cool to demean men. I've seen it a lot. Like women will take the platform and they just begin to belittle men and they make all these jabs at you. Like you're not doing a good job and look at us, we're so strong. And then they feel this need to like prove something. And that is not the Lord. I was talking to Ashley Bradshaw and we were saying that even our sitcoms make men feel so stupid. Oh, look at the good mom. She's working, she's a superhero. And then there's dumb dad. He doesn't know how to do anything. He broke something again. That is not biblical. Men, you are the priest of your home. He calls you the head of your house. And so I wanna pray over you that every stereotype you don't fit in those stereotypes. The Lord has called you and he has ordained you 
and He sees you as holy. And I wanna remove every lie that would say anything other. Every negative word that maybe someone has spoken and said, you don't need to be this way, or this is just how men are, they're so forgetful. No, you're not. Like, I come against that. No, you are actually thoughtful. The Lord created you for a purpose. And so Father, right now, I just thank you for every man that is in the house this morning. I thank you that they are the head of their household. Lord, that when they stand before you, they don't stand for just themselves. They pay an account. Wow, what a weighty account you have to pay for your whole family. You pay a whole account for your family. Father, I thank you that these men, they are kind and they are gentle and they are like clay in your hands, but they are priests. Father, I thank you for the priest of the house. Yeah, I just, even the, the, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to lead. Father, would you give them wisdom? Give, give them the steps to take. And every yoke that the world has put on them that says you're not doing a good enough job, you're not being a good enough provider, like come off right now. Wives, maybe you need to repent for some of the things you have said to them. Maybe you have said things in heated discussions to demean them. Maybe you have said things like, you're not a good father, you're not a good provider, you're not a good husband, you're not a good man. Father, we are sorry for speaking this over the people that you have chosen to lead beside us. And Jesus, we celebrate them. We celebrate that you created this order, not us. In Jesus' name. There are two other things. If you wanna stand with me, cause I can hear your stomachs rumbling. <laughs> um, I wanna pray specifically about the Mary and Martha thing the accusations that you're hearing. And you know what? Repentance is such a beautiful thing. Sometimes we need to repent for the accusations we've created against people ourselves. I'm gonna say it again. Accusation is the right information, but the wrong conclusion about someone. It's the wrong conclusion. And so maybe you're like, oh, I made this accusation. You may have not even said it to that person. You maybe have never even accused them of anything but the Lord is just saying, but it's in your heart. Like, so it matters, like it matters to me, let's get it out. So if you feel that, I think the Lord wants to meet you. If you feel all this weight of I'm not, I cannot be at the feet of Jesus all the time, it's not my thing. I think the Lord wants to deliver you of that weight too. It's okay to host him, as long as you host him and then minister to him. So Father, right now, we thank you that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. 
I thank you for your sons and your daughters that we're not competing with one another, but we're actually yoked to one another. And it's a beautiful yoking that takes place, Lord. And I just pray against every lie that says you're not good enough what you're doing is not good enough. It's never enough. You're not gonna measure up. You're not this, you're not that. We just pray against every lie that would accuse you. The Lord does not accuse you. And Jesus, we thank you for showing us the contents of our heart. As we get near the ministry of you, you show us your contents. And so Father, every area that we have sinned against you or sinned against a brother, we leave our sacrifice at the altar this morning and we repent. We repent for the false accusations we have made about one another. Lord, would you help us? Would you help us 